The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Craig, thank you. It is uh, Thursday, January 26, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. Dr. James Armstead is back with us during the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk about tanks. And not only does he know Ukraine, he was apparently a tank commander in the Army for 10 years. So we'll talk. Mostly with Dr. Armstead, we'll listen. Uh, Annie Lorenzen at 6.05 on the issue of gas stoves. Uh, Mark Wilson is going to be with us tomorrow. Also, Craig, lemon coconut cake. From Lens. Yeah, very good. Okay. So I have the cake. Uh, this hour, we're going to give you a couple of things to think about. Um, one, what's going to happen when you die? I'm not talking about whether you're going to go to heaven or hell or any of that stuff. I mean, are you going to be buried? Are you going to be cremated? A lot of you want to be buried. Okay, I'll respect that. So then I guess you'll assume that once you're put into the ground, that um, the cemetery will be cared for. And your grave will be cared for and everything will be okay. And when your loved ones come to visit you, uh, they won't make the situation worse by having the plot in a less than acceptable situation. Well, I have been hearing stories for a number of years about the Los Osos Valley Memorial Park. And I'm not trying to wage war here. I'm merely trying to give a platform for people who are concerned, and hopefully something positive can come out of this, because dead or alive, this shouldn't be happening to anybody. Why am I speaking when uh, Kat Bernard is with us? Kat, how are you? Good, thank you for nice having me. Nice to see me. you. Well, you reached out to me. What was the, what was the goal? Uh, as you mentioned, um, a lot of folks have been uh, involved in this uh, concern out at the cemetery, the cemetery has gone through a lot of changes in the last few years, including management. And I do go out there once a year for Veterans Day and occasionally as I can to visit a family member that's buried there. And in the middle part of the cemetery in particular, I noticed a huge uh, issue, uh, mm-hmm. quite a few, such as... Uh, so he was buried there in 2000? He was buried there in 2000. Do you remember then, if there was a particular reason why he was buried there, why you chose that location? Uh, family was living out here at the time, okay. and uh, he is a veteran, and um, he lived up here at the time. So for the first 10, 15 years, you'd go out once a year at least? Everything uh, seemed to be fine? Mostly family did, and then I moved back out here in 2012. So, okay. And I continued to, at that point, start visiting regularly. And, and things seemed fine? Um, I didn't notice anything in particular. Everything was fine. In fact, I loved going out there and sitting on his grave and enjoying the beautiful mountains, the scenery, the accessibility of the cemetery. Sure. It was peaceful. It was beautiful. Um, Very good spot. Uh, And I would, like I said, literally sit on his grave and enjoy my time visiting his remains and spirit whatnot. Then what changed? And then not until last year, for me, when I noticed, or maybe about a year and a half ago now, maybe more like two years ago, um, I noticed that the grass was starting to look really unkempt, uh, a lot of dirt showing, um, not looking good. And then this last year, I noticed hole 
in his grave, like a, a, rod- a rodent hole. I used to work for Home Depot, so oh, like, a, like a gopher hole, like or something? a gopher hole, or something was Yikes. going on. And so I stopped sitting on Pop's grave because there was just a lot of gnarly dirt. And I started looking around, and I did take pictures because a lot of that section, in particular, had started to decline as far as care. You know, you could see more dirt, less grass. I understand some of the trees had to be removed. There used to be bushes, a nice hedge along the front. But I have since uh, found the reasons why and you know, all that kind of thing. But I just was upset at first, not knowing what the situation as to why, like you said, that the, uh, you know, the obvious care seemed to have <laughs> gone out the door. Well, Caspi Y did a report. Yes. And I guess according to the Caspi Y reporting, the cemetery was sold and taken over by a group called Dignity Memorial in 2015. And that's when the complaints, because it's not just you, Kat, apparently. There are many people who have been complaining about how that um, cemetery has declined. Right. And uh, since that time period, and I totally agree with you, I did read that and I did see the article, and um, there has been a change in management. And that's recent. Within, say, 221, I believe, uh, they have had a new change in the person that is the manager that operates and cares for and has responsibility for, you know, the entire deal out there. And we'll get there. Okay. But let's get back to the story. So mm-hmm. you went out there and gopher holes, rodent holes. Yeah, and, and, and it is near a field. People have to understand you're going to get critters coming in. It's an agricultural area. So it's going to be a constant problem. So it's going to be a constant problem for the folks that run the cemetery, too, trying to figure out ways to... Um, sometimes you mainly try to, you know, exterminate or get rid of the critters. Because gophers problems. don't know it's a cemetery. They don't care. They have soft they dirt. Care. They make happy homes in places yeah. you don't want them to, such as, you know, obviously the graves, which mm-hmm. they don't care, but the people above ground do. But then it became more than just the gopher holes. So then, correct. And then ever, there was this big rain. I understand, you know, we had all this rain and then natural sinkage in soils. And so the plots themselves or the grave site themselves with the gophers making their tunnels weakening, from my minimum understanding of this, weakens the dirt on top of that, and then things tend to sink down and start to, you know, cave in on themselves or whatever the case is. So um, there's that with the, I guess there was some plumbing or something broke. Uh, you, you mentioned it, I think. Uh, they had an issue with flooding. And so, again, that affects the lower spots, lower spots in the cemetery itself. So how did you feel when you started seeing it? Well, this this last time, you know, I I figured it'll be a couple of months. I'd heard about the article. I saw the folks on the news, which I didn't really, to be honest with you, watch the whole thing. And at first I was very angry and upset and thought, okay, we need to do a follow-up on this and see what's going on. Because not only were there the critter issues going on, but what sent me to being a little bit more upset no profanity, nothing like that, was that there were tire tracks and dirt over the middle of graves, including my father's, and his had sunk down quite a bit in the middle. And then I decided, well, let's just walk around some more. So I took pictures and I walked around the other graves and other families and other, like a plot, and they had cardboard, um, like plywood over the top. There was some serious sinkage issues, let's put it that way and um, flooding possibly, and then grass is disturbed and track tire marks from mowers. So just seeing those shape 
of the condition of the graves was upsetting because you, you don't expect to see that. You expect a little bit of grass going, you know, seasonally issues maybe, wrote, but you don't expect to see the markers moved in, you know, in, in different angles and not moved, but just, you know. Courtney, can't be why there are 10,000 memorial sites with markers in the park. I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. It's, it's a it's pretty big spread. Well, this is interesting because the previous general manager, not the current person, but the previous one, told KSBY there are over 10,000 memorial sites with markers in the park, most of which need some degree of work. If only 75% of the park needs marker maintenance, that is 7,500 memorial sites. He went into detail and said it would take 7.2 years of three people working full-time on markers to resolve the issues. Um, if you look at it and you do care to go out there and look, and I encourage anyone that has any family members or friends or whoever buried in the park to just give it a shot and go out there and walk it like I did and go in and talk to the general manager who can explain, as he did to me in great detail today, the situation, what's happened, why it happened, and what happened when he came in and what he's doing to be accountable and fix this situation. All right, we're here in conversation with Kat Bagnard talking about the situation at the Los Osos Valley Memorial Park. Her family member has been buried there since 2000. She thinks the park has gone into serious decline, and she and others are concerned about this. We'll pick up the conversation as we continue. You're listening to Hometown Radio for the Central Coast. It is the Dave Congleton Show. <laughs> You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Kat Bagnard is on this broadcast. Family member has been buried at Los Osos Valley Memorial Park since 2000. Kat is concerned, and apparently others have been concerned, too, about declining conditions at the cemetery. Let's take a call. I understand we have Walt with Central Coast Owl Box on the line. Walt, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I apologize for the maybe the... the uh Phones won't be uh, real clear. I had to pull off the freeway to no. give you a, a call. We but, appreciate that. We, yeah. we hear you fine. What's up? Okay. Well, I just thought about three years ago, maybe four, I had a call from a lady that wanted an owl box installed at the cemetery in Arroyo Grande, right by her mom's grave. Yeah. And I thought, that's strange. But uh, I did a little investigating, and I it, they the gophers and the rats and the mice get consumed by these uh, barn owls. So why not put one up? So I did, and and it's I maybe that's the uh, uh, a good reason to have some of these uh, uh, you know areas that can install owl boxes for the rodent control gophers and that. Cat, how about that? Um, that's a really good suggestion. I don't know how feasible that would be. You would um, might want to take your suggestion to the person that I spoke to. And when I worked for Home Depot, we actually had fake owls that we would put up, and it actually did scare uh, unwanted critters away from crops, flowers, and that really? sort of thing. And they, they actually do work. So that is, that is a good idea. I, so how yeah. would you, uh, Walt? How would you install an owl box at a cemetery? Well, you just like just like any uh, area that uh, has ground, you could dig a hole, put a, a sleeve in the ground, steel sleeve, uh, concrete, and then put the long eleven uh, foot pole with the owl box on top in that, 
and it's easy to get out and drop down and clean out every once a year. But it all you need to do is uh, install it, and it's like uh, you build it, and they will come. <laughs> These are really helpful suggestions, and I'm yeah. sure that the person uh, that manages the cemetery would appreciate I'm sure those suggestions. So I'm sure I encourage he's you to uh, do that. Walt, do you have a website? Yes, I do. It's uh, centralcoastalboxes.com. Centralcoastalboxes.com. What are they built out of? They're a plywood, three quarter inch plywood, and uh, they're the I glue them uh, with an epoxy glue screw them in, and then paint them about four times. I put four coats on so they last for, they should last for 10, 20, 30 years. All right. Well, CentralCoastOwlBoxes.com? Right. All right. Well, thanks for checking in. Thank you for trying to help. There you go. So I wasn't aware, I guess California has a, a Bureau of Funerals and Cemeteries? There's a state agency? You're nodding your head. Correct. Yes. Um, I wasn't sure you were talking to me. Yeah. Okay, pay attention, Kate. So, yes, sir, uh, I did find out just in case there was some real gross, you know, things going on, some sort of, you know, things that were just really not being addressed, some issues that were just, you know, beyond uh, anybody doing anything. But, yes, you can contact that particular agency as well as um, the actual corporate headquarters for dignity uh, themselves to try to resolve your concern. Now, uh, Rich Carcel is quoted in this article, well-known local attorney. His uh, wife sadly died, and I guess she's buried out there, and she had he had similar frustrations. Uh, he told KSBY, we're now dealing with the Bureau of Cemeteries, and they are not helpful. They haven't protected the public. The only reason the cemetery is in the condition it is in is because the Bureau of Cemeteries didn't do their job. Um, does it say what when this occurred? Was this pr- to the previous uh, owners? Uh, yeah, this of is, it? Under, this is and, under the previous manager. Yeah, I, I would just say that that would not probably be applicable now, from what I've seen and the person that I talked to, and how I feel more reassured than I was. And the president of the Slow Ministerial Association said that he had been to countless funerals and burials at the cemetery, and says that the deterioration started around the time the Dignity Memorial bought the property. Right, and I I do realize that in the history of this, um, but like I said, there is new management, and they are aware of it, and they are taking it personal, is my feeling. They are taking it personal. They are, things take time. It's like when a new president comes in, not exactly, but you come into a mess and you try to fix the previous situation. It does take time, even though I understand, and I was upset as well, um, you want things to be done quicker. You know, especially when it comes to sensitive issues like this is. So the, your family member's gravesite, what's the condition? What's the problem other than rodent holes? Sinkage and just the the mark where the the mowers went over. Right. So he's other and, and overgrown weeds. And I understand that these weeds are brought in also by, by the rodents because they're not like native to the area. So that these this weed situation, this tall grass or whatever, it's actually weeds. And it's hard to get rid of, but there are things you can use, certain pesticides, and I was told they're looking into that as well because they're aware of that, of things. You know, you can't find the grave. It's overgrown. It's not satisfactory, you know, so they are working on that as well from what I was told today. All right. So 
How did this meeting, you met with the new manager today? I talked to him on the phone. All right. I did go in person yesterday, but they were busy with the funeral, and they are needing help. They are a little bit, in my opinion, understaffed. They need a little bit of help. So he has said, if anyone really cares and would like, I, I need folks, I need part-time help. And he's, uh, he's, he's like I said, the, the new management, part of the new management. So what prompted you to go out there yesterday? I mean, did you try to, did you have an appointment? It was a follow-up to uh, November's visit when I went out there for the veterans uh, ceremony that they put on. And I thought, I'll give it a couple months because at that point when I was at the veterans ceremony, I noticed, hmm, like, now, I'm, now I'm really not going to sit down because it really looks bad. Of course, I didn't see all this other that I mentioned today that I saw yesterday. But um, So I was just doing like a follow-up for myself. And then I thought, well, I see a funeral's being conducted, so I respectfully stayed away from there and went into the office and uh, talked to a nice, a very nice office person that uh, is frontline and has to deal with folks coming in and, you know, such as myself being upset and whatnot. But um, I do have to give her kudos on that. Her name's Christine. So what's your plan of attack? How are they going to write the situation? Uh, they do have plans in writing. Um, he does have a list of all the complaints, and they're trying to do, like, the rodents. He's got that going with the, the pest control once a week. The situation with the flooding and the the graves have to be, you know, they're taking, they are, they are taking care of that as far as doing whatever they need to do with the soil to build the, the graves back up, whatever the actual procedure is, I don't know. And he's got a good... A good grounds crew now he's very and he and his employees are very good he is making it personal he's taking it personal and he's asking them to take it personal so, so he's going yeah. through this huge they're going through a, a transition so i just saw like what was left and and then uh, you know seeing that things are they everything just takes time so do you think the problem that was occurring for the last few years was because of a particular manager who was bad or because they sold a dignity memorial a, com a combination of circumstances that you can't help when you run a cemetery such as floods water weather rodents and then the management of the time not necessarily the company um, the company seems to be by having and proving so by hiring this particular nice gentleman and this uh, staff that he has, they do care. They are working on it. So that that seems to me, in my opinion, was the issue. There but, was people were told things, but nothing was done. But it's still a dignity cemetery, right? Yes. And not to be, it's not in any rela way related to dignity hospital, or dignity health. Not as want, far as I, I'm. Not as far as I'm I want to make that it. clear. Correct. All as right. far as I understand it. Let's uh, break away and uh, check with California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Find out what's happening out there. Craig updates us with time saver traffic and weather together. We'll talk some more with Kat and see where the uh, hour takes us. We're live, we're local. This is Hometown Radio. Good to have you with us on Hometown Radio. I'm Dave Congleton. Dr. James Armstead's going to join us at uh, 5.05. Mark Wilson is going to be with us tomorrow. 
Uh, Chris Aaron will join us on Monday. Also on Monday, Marley Clark checks in from Cal Poly Arts. We're with you weekday afternoons from 3.05 to 7 o'clock right here on KVEC. Uh, we are in conversation with Kat Banyard. She is uh, frustrated because she has had a family member buried at Los Osos Valley Memorial Park since 2000. And initially everything was fine. And then lately things have gone into decline, according to Kat. And to this reporting at KSBY, it's not just Kat. Uh, KSBY has been all over this story. And apparently things changed at Los Osos Memorial uh, Park in 2015 when the place went corporate. And then they had a manager who seems to let the place slide. Now, there's a new manager who's promising to make changes. But as I come back to you, Kat, the thing I want to underscore is that you went out in November for for Veterans Day, saw the conditions, and then you went back out this week. Had anything changed? Yes, we had a huge, uh, I guess, deluge of rain. So, yes, the graves themselves and the grass uh, had degraded. Um, so there was also a mowing situation where they were trying to mow or did mow, and that seemed to affect a lot of the areas in, on and around the graves themselves, which also had to do with the rodents and the soil issues. So there was a big change and that is what got me very upset and concerned and wanted other folks to make sure that they found out, like I did, what was going on and what well, was happening. Well, then the follow-up question becomes, so how much of this damage that you saw this week is because of the recent storms? Right. There is that. I don't know what percentage, but you do have to account for that. And I've had people tell me, yeah, we did. That could be part of it, too. And it, and it is. When you talked so, to the manager, did he give you any kind of time frame for when he's going to turn it around out there? Um, I just know he didn't give me a particular time frame, but he did say he's already working on some of the issues that concerned me and the folks from the articles and KSBY's article. And he said there has not been a follow-up since then. So, yes, he, he does have uh, quite a few things that he has on his bucket list or his list to do. And, and apparently, though, what he told you is that he wants to hear from people, that yes. if people have concerns, they're not, he's not hearing them. Yeah, not, not in a good productive way. He has also had a lot of negative um, and understanding uh, emotional situations. And he would prefer and ask that please, you know, in a constructive way, write, or please come and visit if you're local. If you're not, you know, write it. And uh, before you do any complaints or anything like that, uh, give him the opportunity, give them, give the staff, the folks that he has hired with him in his department that uh, care, he said. Cat uh, Banyard on this broadcast, 805-543-8830. If you want to call in or text in, we'd love to hear from you. Let's start with Annie on KVEC. Hi, Annie. Hey, Dave. Hi, hey, Annie. Hi. So I, um, you know, I'm just here to confirm, obviously, what what Kate has, Katie has seen and and uh, and witnessed. And I think the rain didn't. The rain did some serious damage from the pictures that I've seen. And it looks like since the first time Kate went out, they had tried to lay some sod. But they did a terrible job of it, and then they've evidently tried to mow or do something on the sod that has created worse worse problems. 
The other issue, I think, is one of her pictures does show a rodent trap. That rodent trap's been up since over a month on top of that one particular grave. Um, It's just fallen into such sad, sad disrepair. They keep it looking nice from the front, and they just, rain or no rain, the damage even probably wouldn't have been this bad if they kept it up to begin with, Dave. I think that's... That's a problem. When you drive and, by, uh, when you drive by it, unless there's a valley road, it seems fine. It seems like a cemetery. Yeah, yeah, it does. And when they laid the sod, it obviously, I think, it just makes it look like it. It's okay. It's all okay. It, it's not all okay. And the inattention to phone calls or text or whatever by the by the minimal staff, and the, you know, it's kind of disconcerting when you call their number and when you want to talk about that cemetery they want to know what the zip code is because they're not here you know there's no local true local representation by the corporation and it's and it's like they don't care and i i don't even trust the reviews online that have shown positive or you know nice reviews i just somebody is not watching or looking at what's happening and we have too many veterans out there um, and too many local families, longtime families who have, you know, folks, that's their final resting place. And, a, you know, a cemetery, a mortuary is, it's the last bit of hospitality that we get, our bodies get, that we get. And that hospitality traditionally has implied caring about what that resting place looks like. And this is just very sad. This is not a way that's slow as a community operates can't I agree with her a hundred percent and that's that's what's seen that's what's been happening um, I do agree with that and I can say once again that I would definitely uh, talk to the person the new people that have taken over um, see if you after talking with them they are accessible they did call me back right away um, Check with them on your concerns and see if that doesn't help as far as, you know, the situation. And I am not trying to make small of anyone's feelings or anger or anything that they've been feeling over this because I I felt it. I I know what they felt upon seeing what I saw. However, um, sometimes you you have to uh, move past that and just say, okay, What's the real story here? What's really going on here? So that's kind of my purpose also for being here today is let's dig into this. Let's see how we can help with this on both sides. The best, the best for all concerned. What else, Annie? Well, the other, the other piece of that is in, re- in reading up on that, and she has the information there. Um, you know, there is a California body that oversees, pardon the pun, that oversees the cemeteries in the state of California. Um, there has been, have been some complaints that that particular body does, isn't, isn't responding very well either. Um, Katie, can you name that body in the state, that organization? Dave mentioned yeah, that early. The, we have a, div- a division of funerals and cemeteries. Because yeah. according to the KSBY yeah. report, they came out to the Los Osos Valley Memorial Park, and they found a violation, and they fined them a grand total of $100. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was an obscure violation. It wasn't like what we're talking about. And my dad's grave was already dried up and sinking before before November, before Veterans Day, um, because of the drought, obviously. Um, but that that body comes down, that organization, the California, whatever you just said, they comes down, and that's all they walked away with. It's like no, no, you 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 know you got to do a better job of what you're doing, but. We're not the only ones to have figured out that they also may not be doing what they should be doing. They may just be sitting up there and, oh, yeah, we are this, but they're not paying attention. That's and why I'm we're just talking really about sorry. it. And, right. and, you know, Katie, th- Katie, thanks for, you know, being brave enough to go on. And you know what? Lighten up, Francis. She'll know what that means, Dave. Love you guys. Love you, Annie. I know what it means, too. I think I was born yesterday. Um, so you, what you really want is that if people have had family members, loved ones buried out in Los Osos, they need to make their concerns known. Correct. And and in a constructive way, go out and visit, uh, talk to the manager that and the staff that's there now, make an appointment. If you even have other you know things besides the grounds area that you're concerned with, talk to them. Um, I'm glad I did. I will be going back out there in person, and I will be meeting this person in person. Well, yeah, follow so up on that, So I'm going to follow what, up what, on what's it. What's next and, for you? And see where we're at and see, okay, maybe he can give me a t- Maybe they can give me a timeline and say, okay, we've done this. And he's, he said, we're very open. We're not hiding anything. So I'd like to see that. Just be accountable and let's get this going and see see if there is an improvement because so far there isn't. All right, we got so. Barbara on KVEC. Hi, Barbara. Hi. Hi. Hey, um, I've been watching this mess for, so my dad was buried up there in 1990, and it was really nice. It was Los Osos um, Cemetery and Mortuary, or Mortuary Cemetery, whatever they called it. Right. And it was really nice. My mom is buried at a Dignity Cemetery down near Los Angeles, and it's beautiful. I've been to other Dignity Cemeteries, and they're beautiful. This place is a dump. My husband died unexpectedly in 2014. And, you know, when somebody dies, especially unexpectedly, you go in there, you don't know, you can't even think about what you need. They tell you, they give you the sales pitch because everybody there works on commission. They are not salaried. Now, the manager is probably salary plus commission. But the salespeople selling you the plot, selling you the casket, selling you all the things you have to do are strictly commission. So you go in there and they sell you all this stuff. Los Osos, uh, the park still looked good in 2014 when he died. I did pay for a memorial, you know, the bronze memorial for yes. the grave. Yes. But I did not pick anything out. I just had an order form because the prices are going to go up. They always tell you that. The prices are going to go up in two months. So because I paid it, she said, well, you have to put something on the form like this is what you want. So she filled in part of the form. I didn't. She said, just put his name and date, like that's what you want. She says, you don't have to pick anything else out. I gave her my check. She said, you do have to sign this so they know that you, that you, this is what you want, but we will not process it. She did not process it. A year and a half later, I get a call. They're trying to sell me my own plot. And I thought, well, okay, I'll buy the one next to it. So as I'm going through that purchase of my plot, um, and the guy's asking me how big I want, what kind of memorial I want, I said, well, I don't know yet. I've already prepaid for my husband's, but I never picked it out. 
and I might want to have a joint one, so I don't know yet. Well, by the time I finished buying my plot, a few months later, I get a call from, from the mortuary telling me my husband's memorial has been installed. I said, what memorial? I didn't order a memorial. The guy that sold me my plot pulled that order form out and submitted it. I never wanted that memorial. So what happened? They, it's still sitting there, and they don't even... <laughs> there's, there's nothing on it I would have put. It is not what I would have picked. But they kept my $1,600 because they said, you signed the form. I said, she told me I had to because you were taking my money. It's still there, eight years later. Cat, I don't even go. Cat, you want to come Cat um, Cat doesn't know about that. Yeah. But I, you know, I will verify. We used to go there. I, I do not go to his grave. I'm going to go in and talk to this guy, Chris. But I will tell you, Dave, they go through managers like every three years. Because I talked to two managers about that memorial. There's, they said, well, basically it's too bad. And every time I went in, nobody was available. You call there, no one's available. I called the corporate. Well, you'll have to deal with somebody else. I gave up after four years because I was so disgusted by the way I was treated. It's not the memorial I would have ever have picked. And when we used to go there with the scouts for Veterans Day Memorial Day, we would go the day before and place flags in the grave. We couldn't even see who half the veterans were because they were overgrown so badly. Wow. We would have to go take, uh, you know, weed whackers and stuff and cut the grass back so we could see if they were a, mem- if they were a vet or not. My dad's a vet. He never get, he, they, there's never anything on his grave. So, you know, it's not just because this guy's taken over. All right. Barbara, I really appreciate the call. I'm sorry to hear of your story. Any comment you would have for Barbara? I would say uh, just definitely go in and voice your concerns and see uh, what kind of, perhaps with the new people, you might be able to rectify it. And she said she's going to do that. All right, Barbara, thank you. We've got Debbie in Los Osos. Hi, Debbie. Uh, We don't have Debbie. Bye, Debbie. Dirk is with us. Hey, Dirk. Yeah, I just very briefly, I highly recommend people get on YouTube. Caitlin Doty's uh, YouTube site is called Ask a Mortician, and she goes into all the cemetery funeral business. Uh, her YouTube videos are very educational, very whimsical, very comical. Once you get your over your revulsion of bodies and corpses and stuff, highly recommend it so you don't get a predicament the lady was just talking about, just to educate yourself what kind of funeral you want to have in the dealings with the industry and, and everything. So that's all I got to say. Highly and recommend it. Ask a Mortician on YouTube. That's ask a Mortician. Thank you. All right, Dirk, thank you. Ask a Mortician on YouTube. All right, there we go. All right, let me try Debbie again. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Dave. How Hi, you Debbie. Doing? We're good. Good. Yeah, there's, there's been a, a lot of issues up there uh, for a lot of years. Uh, I've worked with them for a lot of years. I have a lot of clients that have families there that I put flowers on the graves for. And um, it definitely went down when SBI slash Dignity bought the cemetery. Um, prior to that, even with Stewart Services, they did their own gopher catching and maintenance. They knew not to bury the people in winter because the ground was too soft with dignity they were going out there with the back hose to bury people when they shouldn't have because the water table was too high it twisted and bit graves 
Um, and uh, the, if, you know, and then the lack of water, I don't think was due to rodent damage so much as the backhoes going over the old piping that was put in when the cemetery was built in 59. Yeah. I mm. believe that's when it went in. And uh, it broke all the pipes. And uh, so that's a lot of the problem there. But I can tell you that I'll deliver flowers to grave sites, and I send them pictures, and I'm getting the calls because they want to know why it doesn't look like it should or what it used to. And it's um, it's it's disheartening. It is. Uh, you know, and they've known about it, and they're finally getting some heat, so all of a sudden they're back paddling to be politically correct and say we're on top of it. But they've been getting those calls for years, and I know that for a fact because of the, the people that I've worked with. This Cat. isn't, you know, the first year, second year, or anything like that. Cat, comment, please. Um, thank you very much for your insight and, you know, your contribution on that. That's helpful. Um, I don't know how long ago it was that you worked with them or if you're still currently. I didn't She's ongoing. That, but, yeah, it's ongoing. Um, yeah, they, I'm just hoping that they'll stand by and do what they told me that they would do with this, as you said, with all these problems. And they did mention about the piping and, and in that particular area, uh, with the rodents, um, the pest guy told me he's got at least eight traps out yeah. there going. It, Debbie, is there any so advice you would give Cat and yeah, our listeners? There, um, any advice you'd give else them besides getting in there and talking to folks and help? You know, checking in, saying, yeah. "Hey, how's this going? Where are yeah. we at with this?" Because he's he yeah. seems I, I open think, for that. I think your best bet is going to be uh, getting your email over to Richard Carcel. I think that's really put some heat on the cemetery there and uh, dignity. And, uh, you know, it's just like, Dave, there used to be a beautiful rose garden there that people buried their loved ones in, their cremains and stuff. Right. It's been so full of weeds and everything. There's maybe two half-dead roses left in there. Uh-huh. And that's just neglect. You know, I have, I have a lady that called me. It took a month for her husband to be buried. And she called me up, said they told me they're burying him today. He didn't want to service. Can you make me a casket piece? I said, yeah. I didn't realize the lady was there. It took me a little bit of time. She was sitting in the car. She had a walker. She was from South County. And I placed, went over there to place it, and there was no spot on the ground. For a while there, they weren't digging the graves themselves. They were having it contracted in. And the fastest way to dig a grave or a hole to bury someone is you just dig it all up and you don't save the sod. She had dirt where the sod should have been replaced. They told her that they'd have it replaced in two weeks. And this is current. This was this year. Mm. I've gone over twice, met her once, and she says, I called and they said they had the sod on there. Is it there? And I looked at her and said no. And this was two months ago. Mm. They're very good at what they do as far as telling people that may not be able to be able to see what's going on, what's going, you know, if it's their thing. But there's no reason why... If you're running a cemetery properly, I have never, in the 40 years I've been in business, seen a cemetery go in and just cut out the ground and not resod it. Hmm. Debbie, I wish I had more time, but I am out of time. Thank you very much for calling in and sharing your perspective. We'll come back and wrap things up. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. Cat Banyard, nice job. I got about 45 seconds for a final thought about Los Osos Cemetery. Squeaky wheel gets things going. Don't give up. Give people a chance. 
Don't take people at their word. Take people at their word. Go for it and go visit and go talk to the folks in there. I hear this story and this reminds me of my need to be cremated. I don't want to be, I say, I don't have kids. There's no need for me to be in a cemetery. I don't want to take up the space. I just want to be cremated. And then I hear, I hear this story. It's like, no, why would I want to be buried? I would just go in there and, you know, try to help out and try to fix it. If there's a problem, be part of the solution. Will you please uh, give us a follow-up? Let's give this a couple months. And if things haven't changed, will you please come back and let us know? If you would have me, I'd be happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank you, Kat. I hope I did help in some way. I think you did a great job. Thank Thank you for having me. Off we go. We've got news and traffic and weather. Then Dr. James Armstead is going to talk about his experience as a tank commander. And then we'll segue to Ukraine. I would not miss this hour. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.